Madeline Smith is my guest. She is CEO and founder of HR Company Solutions. Madeline, thank you very much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Good evening, Audrey. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you so much. So the working interview sounds like something that is new, but something says to me that no, this has been going on for, well, at least as long as I've worked. I've been in situations where I didn't necessarily have the job, but I I did what I was supposed to do should I get the job uh, as part of the evaluation process as to whether or not I am the perfect fit between myself and the company that I might prospectively work for. Tell me what the working interview is and whether it is as new a phenomenon as some might think it is. Okay, so the working interview is what HR Company Solutions has made a part of their recruitment process to ensure that we are giving both the candidate and our client an equal opportunity to ensure that we are making the best fit for the company. Yes. So in other words, once you've gone through the formal interview process and a client would like to extend an offer for the position, we tell them, let's take the candidate to come and work within your business, within the role, for two to four days so that the candidate can understand whether it's the great culture fit for him and whether he's got the skills for this role to be able to become a successful employee in the long term. Yes. So, so, so that is what the working interview is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so is this for specific levels of employment? In other words, are... Uh, all levels of employment from executive level to entry level or is it only for entry level people who want to get involved in a particular company? So we are finding that our clients are more open to the structure in terms of entry level positions or your more technical positions. Yes. So, you know, a formal interview, there can be a lot said about what your skills are or what your telephone manner is or your computer literacy. But if you're actually working in the role, it's far better to understand from a client's perspective whether you are able to do what you said you could do when you were talking in a formal interview. Yes. It is not necessarily a CEO that is going to go and do a working interview. But it is more for your junior entry level to mid level positions that we acquire them to do a working interview. Do you not run the risk of prospective employees feeling exploited by this particular practice, uh, Madeline? Uh, in other words, don't don't uh, prospective employees feel used in some in some way, or is there an understanding? Um, from your side as uh, uh, HR company solutions to explain that this is part of the interview process to judge your fit with that particular company? So HR company solutions makes it more for the job seeker to understand that a formal interview is very one-sided. So when you as a job seeker are going into an interview, you are putting your best foot forward. You are trying to sell yourself as the best candidate for the job. But there's very little opportunity that an employer gives a job seeker to understand the role, the culture of the company, all those finer details that a job seeker needs to understand about the role. So we say to the job seeker, go and have a look and see, is the right culture fit for you? 
Or is the traveling going to be feasible for you to travel to this new job? Yeah. As a mom, are you going to be in time to fetch your children from school in the afternoons? Or yeah. are you going to get to work in time if you're going to be stuck in traffic traveling a different route than you're used to? But it's also vital for if you have got a current position to go and see if this new position is better than what you are currently have. Because yes. it's very scary to move from something that you know to, to the unknown. So we always tell the job seekers that this is an opportunity for you to go and see, are you making the right career move for yourself yes. before you accept an offer? And with this implementing the system in our recruitment process, we have got a very little replacement rate. Yeah. Yeah. So it's most likely the candidates that will come back to us and say, after the working interview, we found that X, Y, and Z, this job is not going to be for us. Or yes, I feel comfortable leaving my job for this new opportunity. So ultimately, it's not just the company interviewing you. You are effectively interviewing the company too at a very practical level. Absolutely, which is very necessary in yeah. these days for you to understand and be sure that you are making the right move. Is there a buy-in from, from prospective employees of this kind of intervention in the process of seeking a job? In other words, uh, clearly there are people that do very, very well at the interview process, very, very well, and find that either they aren't a good fit for the company or the company is not a good fit for them. But just as an idea to better deepen the levels of understanding between the prospective employer and, and employee, uh, is there buy-in? Are people liking the idea of the of the working interview? Absolutely. We are finding that both the candidates and the clients are very open to the working interview. And we have, in fact, not had one candidate say no to a working interview in the five years that we have been recruiting in this model. Give us a call. Do you buy into the idea of a working interview? In other words, if you were headhunted by, for example, HR Company Solutions, Madeline Smith's company, and they said to you, listen, um, you did well in the interview phase of the interview, but we'd like to see how you fare for a couple of days as a working interview intervention, would you go for it? Give us a call. 11 or 021-446-0567. Madeline, how long typically is an uh, um, a working interview? So we obviously want it to be flexible and something that's going to work for both the job seeker and the client. But it does roughly vary from two to four days all dependent on if they are able to get leave from work or, you know, if they are unemployed, then they can, you know, jump at the opportunity straight away. Yeah. But there is some barriers that are in the way to have this to have a working interview done. But it usually lasts around two to four days. Yeah. Okay. Uh, give me a call. Or double one eight eight three zero seven zero two. How's it? How's this different from a uh, probation period? Somebody asks, um, Madeline. Okay, so yes, the probation period is also an opportunity where you get to um, prove yourself to become a permanent employee with the company. Yes. So this is not the same as a probation period, and this is more an opportunity for the job seeker 
and the client to see if they are going to be making an official offer yes. to the employee for this position. So after the entire interview process has gone through, the reference checks have been completed, and our client feels that they want to extend an offer through to this candidate. Before that paperwork gets signed, if we can put it in such a way, they will come and do the working interview. After that, you still have your probation period where you prove yourself for three months ah. that you are able to do this actual in this role. Ah. So you might still you might still have to go for your probation interview, even if you're successful in your working interview. You may still have to go through a probation period because it has a whole different set of criteria for a decision um, uh, versus, of course, the working interview. If I understand you correctly, Madeline. That's correct, yes. The probation is a complete new set of um, responsibilities and and targets and roles within that job that you would need to prove yourself to become a permanent employee. And the probation period is very standard across all industries um, in South Africa that you get to work your probation period for the three months. How many... many candidates can a possible employer have under this um, working interview sort of scenario? I'm asking because, you know, if you want a particular project done very quickly, you can get a whole bunch of people and uh, suggest that, no, I'm putting you through a working interview. You have 50 people under a working interview uh, only to get your particular uh, KPIs as an employer sorted out. How many people can be uh, under this particular regime, uh, Madeline? Okay, so there will only always be one person doing a working interview for that same role. They get paid. So there's one person, so it is usually the person that they would like to extend a permanent position to or extend an offer for a permanent position to. So there's only one person. We are very clear with our job seekers and our clients that you're not going to have your top three shortlisted yes. candidates all come and work for you, and now they have to look at each other and work against each other yeah. like a bake-off yeah. and to see who who makes it to the finish line the quickest. Yeah. So that's definitely not the scenario. Yeah. So it is for the one person that you want to extend that offer to. Some, qu- some calls coming through. Madeline Smith is my guest. She's CEO and founder of HR Company Solutions. And uh, Aisha is on the line. Aisha, hi. Hi, good evening. Yeah, um, go for it, Aisha. I just want to make a comment. First and foremost, as a former HR executive myself. Yep. And secondly, as a legal expert. Yep. Uh, my concern with this approach is, one that it really leaves the employees exploited, number one, or exploited um, because of the fact that, number one, the bargaining power between an employer and an employee is so different, right? Yeah, the power relations are are not very equal there, yeah? Yes. Number two is in terms of legislation, in terms of the Labor Relations Act, I do foresee a lot of challenges if candidates become aware of the fact that, number one, your process in your recruitment process should not have anything that would discriminate against an employee. Um, And furthermore, the probation process that companies have in place accommodates for that culture fit or suitability. 
So what what what, what 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 would be uh, discriminatory in this particular case? Uh, um, it could be either way. It yeah. could be either way, but more than likely, the culture fit and the the candidate fit would not always come from the job seeker, but more likely the company. And in that way, some form of discrimination can take place, and not necessarily skills based. Yes. Yeah, I'm interested to, to hear what, what, what sort of discrimination are we likely to see in this scenario? If you speak specifically in terms of a skills fit, yes. there's a specific process that the law requires companies to follow yes. in terms of determining whether this person actually has the skills or doesn't have the skills. Furthermore, there's an obligation on companies to provide the necessary skills if it is a skills lack. Yes. That is required by law. Yes. If it comes down to soft skills, like, for example, culture fits. Yes. Or uh, personality fits. Yes. Or those type of things. That is potentially your discriminative area that you could face um, legal challenges with. Yes. So, so you, you don't... You don't how you don't... do you justify a culture fit if you haven't afforded the person the opportunity to actually um, fit into a culture? Because, I mean, a culture fit doesn't happen in two yes. or four days. Yes, yes. So, so, so uh, b- based on your assessment, the uh, working interview is not a good idea? No, absolutely not. Like I said, it's a good idea if the bargaining power is equal. But more than likely, the bargaining power is always an unequal unequal position with most of the times in favor of the employers rather than employees. And under which circumstances would the, uh, the, uh, the... Sort of power relations be equal. Uh, give me a scenario where it is possible to have equal, um, you know, power relations between the empl- employer if, and the employee. If, 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 for example, there is a scenario where um, the employee is in a position to bargain, for example, working hours, salaries, but those things are all predetermined contractually. Right. So yeah, but but there is no contract because there is no employment no, no, no. yet. I'm saying yeah. I'm, no, no, even if there's no contract on the table as yes. yet, but it is already predetermined according to the employer's budget and according to a specific salary scale, right? So which leaves the employee at a lower bargaining power than the employer. Interesting. And All right, Aisha, like I, I've got to let you go because we've run out of time. But thank you very much for your insights. Anne is in Johannesburg. Hi, Anne. Hi, uh, uh, hi, Aubrey. Yep. Uh, thank you for for uh, taking my call. Yep. I I just gone on to all the for the last month. I've just gone on to all the job sites, Pnet. That's the main one I've been using. Yes. And I just wanted to, uh, my question is to uh, the to Madeline, there. yeah. Um, yeah, to about the references. I, I know I've heard that you can't use a family member as a reference, and uh, so I just wanted to know. If I don't have a reference, what can I do? I have my cover letter in my CV and all that. But if I don't have a reference, what can I do? Thank because you very much. Do sure. ask, ask that, sure. Madeline, uh, perhaps you want to deal with both issues, the issue of power relations, the problems that may arise in the working uh, interview process as far as dis- discrimination is concerned. Then, of course, the issue of uh, references, family members, uh, if you can, uh, yeah, in a minute. 
So, so with regards to the first caller, um, I think what we need to understand is that if a person has gone through the formal interview process, they have gone through all of the culture fit for a company. They've gone through everything contractually already. Yep. The working interview is in favor of the job seeker to understand that they are going to a new opportunity where they are going to stay. For HR Company Solutions, we take pride to say we will find the best talent for your business that is going to last. We are not trying to place people in jobs that are going to keep on leaving their jobs or not make it through a probation period. So our recruitment methods is to make sure that we are doing everything that we can that this person is going to stay in that job. So to, to iron out in those two or four days the little things that you didn't know about the job or the, um, or the industry that you're in, you can make a decision with a far more open mind, okay. knowing because knowledge is power. Let, let me quickly push you, uh, uh, Madeline, uh, for Anne's question about references, family members as references. Okay, so in our industry, family members do not qualify as a reference. We want to speak to your previous employer or a previous line manager or someone who you have reported to. So if there is cases like Anne who says that she doesn't have a reference, we would need to understand why doesn't she have a reference? Why, why can we not speak to the, her latest boss or yeah. the boss before that? So... A family member as a, as a reference is definitely not something that we look at. But if it comes to a, posi- a point where there is no other person to speak to, we can then communicate with our client to explain those individual situations as and when they arise. Madeline? But as a norm. Sure, I get it. Uh, uh, listen, I've got to stop because we've run out of time. I even not see that we've run out of time. Madeline Smith, CEO and founder of HR Company Solutions. Thank you very much. This is a conversation we should have again. I really appreciate your time. All right, Madeline Smith, thank you very much. Let's take uh, the news at two minutes after 11.